Hello again, nerds. It's time for your weekly news update. This week we have in music some tours that somehow we forgot to talk about last week, as well as disappointing news in the video game section for Nintendo fans. Chris Claremont is returning to a fan favorite character in comic books, so kind of the opposite of gaming news, as well as more TV trailers somehow, and uh, significant follow-ups on some Halloween-themed movies we've been keeping tabs on as well as a brand new rumor that tells us exactly who is supposed to be playing Wolverine in the MCU going forward. All of that and a bunch more, so let's jump into it. Okay, so into the housekeeping section we go. Uh, this week in housekeeping, Nothing significant necessarily. Uh, just we're, we're starting the countdown, as it were. We are approximately two months out from the off season. So let me explain to you, because we do have quite a few new uh, viewers since last year. Just so we're not going to stop making the news. The news isn't going to stop happening, which means we're not going to stop reporting on it. However, the format will change because this pre-recorded, heavily edited format is a little difficult for me to upgrade between seasons. So uh, what we're going to do is like we did last year, we're going to switch over to live shows on uh, either Tuesday or Wednesday nights. It kind of depends on a number of factors, but it will be one of those two nights every night. For those of you who who are watching on anything other than the main YouTube channel, or uh, if you are listening on one of the audio platforms, then it will be uploaded the following day from the live uh, broadcast. So there will be still news. We will focus mostly on rumors is generally how those live shows go. Uh, though if there's something significant, we will be pulling that up uh, from week to week as well. But the live shows like that are largely unedited and especially when we're in the middle of the live broadcast, there's no editing going on, which makes it a lot easier on me on the back end so I can focus on updating graphics and, and just generally preparing for the second season if there's a new show I want to try and roll out or something along those lines. It allows for that, uh, which is also why it takes a few months to do because we are still producing the show to a certain degree. So we generally go from about mid to the end of November through to about the end of January, beginning of February, uh, depending on how many assets I need to reproduce or, you know, whatever I'm getting ready for as far as the following season goes. So all of that is to say that uh, things are going to be changing in about two months uh, and then we'll be getting ready for, I believe it is season uh, six on the main channel and then everything else is kind of wherever you came in along the road, that is what we're doing. So uh, yeah, that is our housekeeping. There will 
be a couple of bumps in the road between now and then just because trying to get interviews with uh, uh, musicians, rock stars, if you will, uh, kind of, and then going to the shows to do the interviews or just to go to the shows is going to create hiccups. So we might have one or two um, strictly rumor episodes like we did a few weeks ago, which, you know, it kind of is what it is. And uh, yeah, that is, that's, I think, everything that we are planning on if there is any major updates to that or if something happens some dire situation happens that we are unable to uh, produce a proper episode between now and then then stay tuned to the socials you can find me over on uh basically twitter is the one that i keep the most tabs on uh the instagram is also or twitter x i guess they should they call it now uh also instagram i i'm there it, kind of frequently, but mostly Twitter and YouTube are the social media platforms of choice. Uh, Rumble has no social interaction options. Uh, I do check the Rumble from time to time, but that doesn't really do a whole lot as far as the creator side interacting with the audience. Uh, so yeah, if you if you want to keep up to date with everything going on behind the scenes, and the best way to do is follow the Twitter follow the YouTube, both YouTube channels, uh, because updates go out on both of those channels, Generally Nerdy, as well as Nerd News Clips. I believe that is all the rambling housekeeping we, we have for this episode. Uh, so yeah, let's just jump right into the news, shall we? Let's get into the music section, if you will. Uh, so in music, we have uh, honestly a whole crap ton of brand new music to talk about. A little more on the metal side this week than last week. We also have some tours and festivals to talk about that were on the notes last week, but somehow got missed. As well as uh, Deathcore vocalist has announced his bid for president. Yeah, we're going to get into that, but first, let's jump into uh, follow-ups and corrections. We do actually have a follow-up this week. Uh, we talked previously about the Oni song Aura. It now has a proper music video featuring, of course, Howard Jones and the other guy. I honestly, I'm sorry, I forgot his name. It's not in the notes. It was in the notes two weeks ago when the, the uh, lyric video dropped, but uh, yeah, my apologies. Either way, Howard Jones, it's worth it just to go for Howard Jones and honestly Oni are super talented dudes as well uh, so yeah it's the video is really cool go check it out link in the description so from there <laughs> let's jump into new music this week uh, we have a giant new music section so let's talk about this new vended music video now Corey Taylor and Sean Crahan from Slipknot their sons have a band called vended Vended has put out a new song. It is called Am I the Only One? It is, I believe, off of a brand new EP, though I was unable to find that information specifically, but the sonic differences from this and the last release are so dramatic, you, you gotta think that it's from a new EP, or LP even. Uh, the, the name of the song, once again, Am I the Only One? This is progress in a young band that is super refreshing. With the release of this new single, it feels a lot less like nepotism and a lot more like just some talented kids who are finally getting what they deserve, go check out the new Vended track for sure. Then we're talking about a new track from a band that I honestly thought had broken up. Blue October has dropped a new one. Down Here Waiting is the name of the track. This feels like Blue October 
dance music, uh, by and large, that's kind of what this is. Uh, seems a bit more upbeat than what we uh, have got from this band previously, but uh, that's not to say that it is necessarily happy, lyrically speaking, because then it would be just a completely upside down world if Blue October was giving us happy lyrics. Uh, this is this is a, a curiosity, I feel like, because if you are a fan of old school Blue October, you're going to see some things in here that really resemble that. But by and large, this is a very different sound from what at least my ears are used to from this band. So this is a recommend, if for no other reason than just to see the evolution of a very interesting band. If you're a fan of this of these guys, you're gonna like it. If you've never heard of them before, give this one a try, again, just to see an interesting amalgamation of sound. Uh, but yeah, that is Blue October, Down Here Waiting. Then we have another uh, band that seems to be trying to come back to some sort of relevance. That, that sounds a lot more uh, backhanded than it is. AWOL Nation is quality uh, pop music, but it's been a while since we've heard from them. So AWOL Nation has dropped a new track called We Are All Insane. Uh, highly infectious as usual, AWOL Nation really excels at that kind of stuff. It, the, the real question here though is, is it infectious enough to interject them back into the current pop music conversation? And I would say yes, but exclusively because of the bridge at the end of this song is just like it, everything up until that point is expected. The bridge at the end of the song comes out of left field and in a really awesome way. So I'm definitely going to recommend this new AWOL Nation track. We are all insane. Go check it out. Next up, let's talk about Motionless in White dropping a new track called Sign of Life. The neo-goth emo Manson thing that they've got going is really kind of hitting a peak at this point, it would seem. Uh, this track, though, feels a little bit more like a, an earnest attempt at some sort of crossover element so that they can cross over with the more poppy side of the uh, heavy music community. Um, still feels really, really manufactured to my ears. Though, very well produced is kind of their MO at this point. So like the shiny production is to be expected, I guess. Just, I don't know, the manufactured element of these guys, the feeling of them being manufactured. I know I'm gonna get hung out to dry in the comment section, but the feeling of being manufactured with these guys just is too strong for me to really dig in. If you're a fan of Motionless in White, then you're probably going to dig this. If you're not a fan of Motionless in White, you're gonna fall into two camps. Either you really like heavy music and this probably isn't gonna be for you, or you're kind of starting to dip your toe into heavy music. You've heard of Motionless in White, so yeah, maybe give this one a chance. Uh, for me though, just not, not doing anything for me. Our next piece of new music is a cover that was uh, a little unexpected. So Tommy Vext uh, is a vocalist, been around for a long time, been in a number of bands, recently got kicked out of a band because he's a conservative, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, is it, 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 He's the vocalist on this cover song. It's Tennessee Whiskey is the song that has been covered, and it's featuring Angel Vivaldi, who is kind of a new kind, new wave of Neo Shred kid. And kid, he's probably about my age. Uh, but I was honestly, because of who is involved, Tommy Vex and Angel Vivaldi, I was expecting this to shred a little bit more. I was expecting Angel to kind of go a little crazy on the solos and the leads and the things and the stuff. Uh, doesn't really happen. 
Definitely is a heavy version of this Chris Stapleton track, but not really in the way that was expected. Again, considering Angel Vivaldi's Neo Shred kind of sound. So unexpected, but still works. So I'm gonna say for sure, give this guy a listen because it's just that great. So go check out Angel Vivaldi and Tommy Vexed doing Tennessee Whiskey. Next on the list of new music, we finally got that track from The Rolling Stones. The name of the track is Angry, not uh, whatever the Don't Be Angry At Me, I think was the, the suspected title when we talked about this track previously. New music video has dropped for it as well, starring Sydney Sweeney driving through LA in a convertible because they're freaking the Rolling Stones and they can do whatever the hell they want. Uh, but it should be noted that these octogenarians honestly can still rock. This is pretty great. Uh, it sounds like a Stones track. This is probably more enjoyable, I think, than their last outing, which was, I believe, something to the tune of like 16 years ago. Uh, but yeah, for sure, this is, again, brand new studio record from Rolling Stones called Hackney Diamonds. Now we know the release date for it as well, October 20th. If you are a fan of that classic rock sound, then the Stones are honestly one of the bands that created it, so you should be enjoying this. If you just like a good rock and tune, you will also enjoy this. If you're more pop-oriented or definitely just more heavy-oriented, eh, it's probably not going to do a whole lot for you. But either way, I say give it a shot. Go listen to the new Angry from the Rolling Stones. Next on the list, we have uh, one of my favorite bands from the last decade or so, Code Orange has dropped a new track. The name of this one is Mirror. It is another Reba track. And oh, I am always here for a Reba track because hers are always kind of going against the grain of what the general sound of the band happens to be at the time. And this one even more so because this is almost like an Alanis set feeling kind of like acoustic, uh, the pop rock kind of thing from the 90s, which the 90s part is kind of stock and trade at this point for them. But uh, the rest of that is absolutely not what they're doing with their sound these days. And it still very much works. This is a different kind of song from a very heavy band that is not heavy at all here. Uh, and it, again, it's a Reba track. Reba does always the more eclectic kind of uh, heady kind of things. And I, uh, you should be here for it. Honestly, if you're a fan of Code Orange, if you are a fan of well-written tunes, if you're a fan of just very strange music, videos go check this one out for sure speaking of the 90s we have some new music from Busta Rhymes I know that's a weird transition but whatever uh, the name of the new Busta Rhymes track is luxury life it is featuring a new rapper named Koi Loray I believe is how you pronounce her name uh, the beat on this track is funky as hell this is this is really good stuff. Uh, I'm honestly been a big fan of Buster Rhymes since I first heard that Woo Ha track in like 92 or whenever that happened. And uh, just everything he's done since, even the stuff that's kind of hit a little bit off, uh, still resonated with me to some degree, just because the man is incredibly talented. Uh, this track, to be honest, is not exactly showcasing that talent uh, as we know him today. There's not a whole lot of the speedy stuff that we know uh, Buster Rhymes to do in here, but but still very well done, still really groovy, definitely something that you're going to want to shake your ass to. Uh, I'm going to say if you're a fan of hip hop at all, go listen to it because Busta Rhymes. 
Then let's move into another band that came out some time ago. This is Metric, uh, who have released a new track called Who Would You Be For Me? Uh, Metric, if you don't remember, Metric is the band that is the actual band behind Clash Demon Head in the Scott Pilgrim movie. That's the band that wrote that song, the Hello Again, Friend of a Friend. Those guys, That the name of that band is Metric. That band has put out a new track. Uh, th this is kind of... Their evolution is the is the evolution of a band that makes a lot of sense. From that song that they did in Scott Pilgrim, uh, which is the honestly the first time I was introduced to them, but they've been around for some time. Uh, from that earlier sound to where they are now, it's a, it's, it makes a whole lot of sense, this evolution. Kind of ethereal, kind of relaxing, but still in some weird way, a little bit of a rockin' tune as far as like the beats and the end stuff goes. So if you're looking for something that's a little more mellow, then Metric is absolutely a band to go check out. And this is a pretty good song to start with for sure. Okay, let's talk, oh boy, let's talk about the new Puddle of Mud track, shall we? Uh, the name of the track is Cash and Cobain. It comes off their currently released ubiquitous album. You can go pick it up now if you are so inclined. Uh, this sounds just like the band that wrote that song Blurry and uh, whatever tr other singles that they've had. It's very much a Puddle of Mud track. Like there's no denying that that's Wes Scantlin and these are the dudes who wrote those songs. Uh, the production value has gone up a little bit. It's almost borderline too shiny, too polished at this point, but still listenable. Uh, this is radio rock at its goriest, I guess. Like there's nothing really that stands out here. So I guess uh, proceed with caution. And then... Uh, our final piece is uh, the new Static X track. Yes, I know it's weird they're releasing music still posthumously since Wayne Static has passed, but we talked about the fact that this new record was going to happen. Project Regeneration 2 is a thing because they found some more stuff locked in a different place uh, that Wayne was recording or actively working on at some point since the band's disillusion back forever ago. So again, this is legitimately Wayne Static vocals. The video, uh, the name of the song, before I get too far ahead of myself, the name of the song is Stay Alive. The video is interesting considering the lyrical content because it's definitely not Wayne Static's most uh, prideful moments, I would say. Uh, but it's still like the message gets through, I think is the point. And this, I don't know, it feels a little bit like grasping at straws at this point. Like I am a Static X fan, but this track is not the most shining example of who the band is. So I don't know, if you're a fan of Static X, you're gonna dig it at least a little bit. If you've never listened to Static X, maybe start with something a little earlier. Even the first Project Regeneration record is better than this. Uh, not to say this is bad, it's just not great. And you come to expect greatness from Static X, I think. And now, finally, we get into tours and festivals. These are honestly tours that were announced and were in the notes for last week's episode. And I don't know how, I mean, I did kind of screw up the, the, the notes a little bit, so that kind of explains it, but still, it was silly. I didn't even realize I skipped over it until I was in the editing stage and was like, well, I guess this is going up without a tour section. So let's correct that this week, shall we? 
First up in the tour section, we have Bastardane. James Hetfield from Metallica. His son has a band called Bastardane. These guys very much do not sound like nepotism incarnate. This is definitely a band that stands up on their own two feet and has since their, their inception, I would feel. They announced that they are going out on tour uh, from October 5th in Atlanta, Georgia through October 14th in Savannah, Georgia. There is quite a few more dates on there than it would seem, uh, and they're not just staying in the South but largely staying in the South. Uh, support is coming from a band called Fury, and you can find tickets on sale through the link in the description. So go check that out. Uh, next up on the tour schedule, we have The Who announcing a new tour. Not W-H-O, but H-U. That band that mixes metal music with traditional Mongolian music, yeah, those guys, uh, they're going out on tour. Uh, it's starting October 9th in San Francisco, California, runs through October 26th in Phoenix, Arizona. No supporting acts have been announced just yet, so you can go follow the link in the description uh, to get tickets and also to see if a supporting act has been announced for your area. Specifically, again, as of researching this piece, uh, no support just yet. Uh, and then our final piece comes from Slaughter to Prevail, which I honestly already have tickets for and still somehow forgot to talk about it last week. So again, my apologies. So Slaughter to Prevail going on tour November 2nd in Riverside, California, runs through November 24th in Santa Cruz, California. Again, they go quite a bit away from California and then they come back too. So that's how that works. Uh, no support for this has been announced just yet either. But once again, link for tickets can be found down in the description. Go get them, go check it out for sure. Absolutely, 100%. It's going to be a hell of a show. Uh, from there, that's all we've got for tours and festivals. Let's talk about regular-ass news, shall we? Uh, we do have one piece, and it's kind of a big piece in regular-ass news, and that is uh, around Attila frontman uh, Chris Fronzak. I think I'm saying that name. He goes by Franz, so whatever. Uh, he has announced that he is going to be running for president. And uh, not just is he running for president, he's going to try and get the libertarian bid for president. So he's going to have some pretty stiff competition because pretty sure the libertarian party is already backing a very different candidate. Uh, go watch some Tim Pool. You'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, and and the, the one of the things, one of the 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 tent pole issues for his platform is the vans warped tour uh, apparently uh, that is going to be how he starts to combat uh, mental illness and things is by reinstating the Vans Warp Tour because, and I mean, I can see that there is a, a some sort of like thought put into this just is it the right kind of thought and is it sober thought? Uh, his his logic behind this is that when he was a kid and when many of us were kids one of the best and most uh, uh grounding things that we did every year was go to van's warp tour i went to a number of them myself throughout my high school years um it, i went through quite a few of them high school and shortly thereafter uh so like <laughs> <laughs> so that's his logic for like I think Van's Warped Tour is a is a good thing and it sh and it helps uh, battle the uh, mental illness and 
But is, the, is that really a platform for a presidency? Really? Uh, yeah, he seems to be very serious about it, though it has yet to be confirmed if he has filed any of the proper paperwork to announce, to officially announce as far as like the legal announcing of such a thing is concerned. So this is definitely going to be a story that we try and keep at least slight tabs on between now and when, you know, nominees are actually announced. From there, all we've got left is suggestions for music this week and we're gonna pull out an old standard if you will in the generally nerdy community standard is marcy playground is our suggestion this week the first marcy playground record from like 90 what was that like 96 i believe is when that track when that record was released this is the the album with sex and candy on it though honestly the sex and candy track while a good song probably one of the less great songs on the album this is definitely an album that you can play from front to back if you're a heavy music listener generally speaking then there is going to be a little bit on here for you specifically like the opening track poppies and some of the lyrical content in here is going to appeal to somebody who generally listens to more aggressive music but also this is just well-written pop rock this is some of the best melodies and harmonies you're going to hear in the genre ever let alone from the last like 20 to 30 years so absolutely one of my favorite records of all time go listen to the first release of marcy playground All right, so gaming and tech, here we go. In gaming and tech this week, of course, we've got some Mortal Kombat 1 stuff to talk about. There's always Mortal Kombat 1 stuff to talk about, but we also have uh, Gargoyles Remastered giving us a trailer for that uh, game that we've talked about when it was initially announced. We have a pretty upsetting announcement from Nintendo pertaining to Zelda. We'll get to that. Uh, and then also an interesting piece from Roblox. So let's get into the gaming and tech section. Let's kick things off. We have no follow-ups or corrections, but we do have some trailers. We honestly have, coming out the gate, two trailers from Mortal Kombat. First off, since we last spoke, the Naitara trailer has been released, uh, officially confirming that Natara is going to be a character in the game. Her gameplay looks pretty great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be completely honest. Uh, I can kind of whatever with the whole Megan Fox playing her situation because she's the voice and the face of Natara for Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, sure, okay, she looks fine. Like, I, the last time we saw Natara was a pretty low poly count, so like, you could have done anything with her and it would have been better than the last time we saw her. Though concept art is a little bit of a different situation. I still feel like the Megan Fox thing is kind of a wash. It doesn't necessarily do anything special for me, but it also d doesn't piss me off. So sure. Uh, but then we also got the launch trailer, the official game launch trailer, which does uh, three things actually. Announces the launch of the game and then also gives us Reiko and Shang Tsung gameplay, which what the hell? in the game launch trailer you're going to reveal officially reveal that is uh, one character and the gameplay for him and another character very interesting marketing strategy there netherrealm studios uh but reiko looks i have the, less like a, a shao khan wannabe this time and i'm totally here for that shang sung i uh, i'm still kind of on the fence with how i feel about shang sung in this game it's going to be i think it's going to be largely based on how he plays out in the story but uh yeah there's just shang sung interesting uh yeah i don't know we're just gonna move on <laughs> 
from there, uh, staying in the Mortal Kombat vein of things, we got a new video. This isn't technically a trailer, but I didn't know where else to put this. Uh, and that is the Hot Ones did an episode with Ed Boon. So linked down in the description, you'll find the link to the Hot Ones episode. It is a partial episode. This is not a full, uh, generally they go to about 25 to 30 minutes or so. This is not a full episode in that uh, respect. It is approximately a half episode, slightly more than that. It's about 15, 18 minutes long, uh, but they only do five of the 10 Wings of Death. I believe that is because it is directly sponsored by Warner Brothers. So Warner Brothers paid the people at Hot Ones to do an interview with Ed Boon about very specifically about Mortal Kombat 1. So uh, Sean Evans being the amazing interviewer that he is, doesn't really get to go really into who Ed Boon is as a person. He has to focus on Mortal Kombat. So that I think is why it is a shorter episode. It's still pretty great. There's still some awesome moments with our buddy Ed Boone. So go check that out for sure. And then kind of the coup de grace, the, the, the PS de resistance in a way, as far as this week's trailers are concerned. I don't know. I'm pretty big on the Mortal Kombat, so I'm kind of overblowing this. But either way, <laughs> Gargoyles Remastered. We talked about this game when it was announced. We finally have a trailer that is going to explain some more of the gameplay elements. Uh, it is a remaster of the game from the 2D side-scrolling days of the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. Uh, it is faithful to the original, or you can do updated graphics. So you can do the 4x3 ratio, or you can do the full 16x9 ratio uh, with a more animated look and less digitized look. Uh, that's... It, there's a lot more to this game, I feel like, but that's kind of what they focus on in this trailer. So it's interesting to see. Definitely going to be something that you're going to want to pick up. Go check it out. It is releasing October 19th on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, uh, Nintendo Switch, and PC, which means it's going to be back compat on the PS5 and Xbox series, I would hope. <laughs> Either way, go check it out. Uh, that's what we got for trailers in gaming and tech. Let's switch gears over to some regular ass news. In the regular news section, we're going to start off with the big negative piece, and that is Zelda. Uh, as far as Tears of the Kingdom, it has been made explicitly clear uh, in an interview with uh, Famitsu, oh, who is the producers, uh, Ieji Onuma. Uh, one of the producers of the Zelda game, and has been for a, a number of iterations at this point, many, many iterations at this point, uh, he has said in no uncertain terms that there is not going to be any DLC for Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, if we get a new Zelda game, it is going to be in a new world, effectively, because they have told the story in that world. Uh, the direct quote is, this time we do not plan to release any additional content because we feel that we have exhausted the possibilities of creating fun in that world. That is the direct quote from the interview. Uh, as translated by, I think Google Translate is, oh no, I used Vivaldi, Vivaldi browser has a built-in translator, so it was the Vivaldi translator. Um, yeah, so no, no DLC, no no sequel to Tears of the Kingdom. There's not going to be anything beyond Tears of the Kingdom in this Tears of the Kingdom Breath of the Wild world. We're only getting these two games effectively in this uh, uh, world that they've built specifically for these games, uh, which kind of makes me a little sad, I'm not gonna lie. I'm still digging the hell out of Tears of the Kingdom. Anyway, 
From there, we have one other piece of regular ass news, and that is Roblox. Uh, it has been made known that Roblox is now heading to Sony platforms as well as to Steam, uh, or not Steam, I'm sorry, MetaQuest. <laughs> uh, Roblox coming to PlayStation 4, 5, as well as MetaQuest. Uh, and then eventually, I think they, uh, uh, this wasn't in the official press release for it, but I think in an interview at some point, it was made known that they are working on a Switch version of Roblox as well, though no news has been, uh, no new updates have been made available for that just yet. So that's pretty cool if you're a Roblox player. I don't really understand the Roblox games. Uh, it seems like I'm too derivative of Minecraft, really, but I don't really know much about Minecraft either. So uh, what do I know? I'm just an elder millennial, I guess. Uh, that's all we got though. Let's move over to gaming suggestions for the week now. I'm doing this fully knowing that Mortal Kombat 1 launches this week. So, <laughs> Mortal Kombat 1 is going to be what I do all weekend, but building up until the actual release of Mortal Kombat 1, until I get my collector's edition in the mail, until, you know, I get my pre-download code and what have you, Halo Infinite, baby! That is the suggestion, at least until Mortal Kombat 1 launches. And then obviously, Mortal Kombat 1 for probably the next two months, at least! So, that's your suggestion for Gaming Tech this week. Go play some games, nerds! Comic books and books. We got a bit of news this week. Uh, no follow-ups, no trailers, none of that stuff. Just some regular old news featuring the announcement of a winter special for a Dark Horse comic, as well as Chris Claremont coming back to a fan favorite character. And then we have another holiday special from another very interesting comic series that uh, I didn't really think we were going to get a holiday special from. So let's get into all of that. First thing. Uh, the Dark Horse comic book Hellboy has been announced to be getting its winter special. This is an annual thing. They do this every year. But this year's winter special is titled Hellboy Winter Special, The Yule Cat, number one. Uh, investigating the possible appearance of the Yule Cat. Written by Mike Mignola, uh, art by Matt Smith, colors by Chris O'Halloran. This is honestly uh, some of the uh, seasoned veterans when it comes to Hellboy stuff. Obviously, Mike Mignola, come on. Uh, so, absolutely no reason to think this is not going to be awesome. Go check it out when it hits shelves. Uh, should be on shelves. Oh, I don't have a release date for it as of yet. That's unfortunate. I would imagine it'd be before Christmas because that's what it's being announced for. So there, it'll be, we'll, we'll follow up, I'm sure. Uh, from there, let's talk about Chris Claremont for a moment, shall we? Uh, he is returning to the Wolverine book. Uh, this is actually technically a new book for Wolverine. The name of the book is Madripoor Nights. It will be out in February. So it's gonna be a minute before it starts. Uh, but Chris Claremont is coming back. Uh, confirmed by Marvel, teaming up with Edgar Salazar for art. Uh, it will be a five-issue series, and there will be a slew of variant covers from all kinds of superstar artists because it's Chris Claremont coming back to one of the greatest Marvel characters of all time. So why wouldn't they do as many variant covers as possible? This new Magipore Knights book is part of the 50th anniversary celebration uh, around, I think it's specifically Wolverine. Uh, yeah, that kicks off in January. So the character of Wolverine will be 
50 years old, the creation of Wolverine anyway, will have happened 50 years ago, uh, come next year. So that's pretty dang cool. Once again, this book specifically, uh, Magic Porn Nights number one, will be in stores February. So go check it out. Our final piece of news here in comic books and books is another comic book. This one is Creepshow, though. Uh, this new uh, holiday special has just been announced by Image Comics uh, and Skybound. will be on shelves December 6th, so it will be plenty time for Christmas. If you're a fan of horror comic books or just Creepshow in general, December 6th is going to be a great day for you. Also announced uh, that there is going to be another season on Shudder for Creepshow if you are watching the show as well. Uh, but we covered that when it was originally announced, I think about a month or two ago. So yeah, there's that. Uh, that is all we have for this uh, section. Let's get into the suggestion this week for comic books and books is Infinite Crisis Volume 1. Uh, the, the, I think it's one of three of the collected stories, uh, specifically issue number three, because that is the first appearance of Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle. Uh, you may or may not have liked the movie. I'm very much half and half on that. There's a, some, of, some of the stuff about the movie I really, really dug. Some of the stuff about the movie <laughs> really didn't. But uh, you can go check out the actual origin of the character here in Infinite Crisis Volume 1. Uh, start just start at the whole Infinite Crisis story because it was actually pretty decent. I'm not going to lie. I dug it. It's not the best DC Universe spanning arc to have ever existed, but it's probably one of the best we've gotten for some time. So go check out Infinite Crisis. Came out in about 2006, I believe. So yeah, give it a shot. TV shows. Uh, we we got trailers. Uh, Monarch, we talked about Monarch previously. We actually have a trailer for it now. We also have the new Red Band Gen V trailer, as well as a an interesting religiously tinged anime that we're going to be talking about. So uh, yeah, let's do the thing. That's all we got this week is trailers. We don't have any other real news, so we're just going to talk about trailers. Of Coming out the gate with trailers, we have Monarch Legacy of Monsters. We talked about this uh, when it was announced previously that we will be seeing it soon. Well, here it is. <laughs> uh, the official release date for Monarch is November 7th on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, how the hell is Apple TV Plus cranking out all of this incredible quality programming? Uh, just like they kind of... I mean, it's Apple, so that explains some of it, I think. But they—they uh, they really, it's few and far between. Maybe they're playing it right. Maybe, maybe they're doing what all of the other streamers should do, and they're only focusing on things that are exceptional quality, because I don't know that they've really released anything that hasn't been great at this point. So I'm, I'm kind of digging the fact that they're the ones that are doing the Godzilla series, and it will have Godzilla in it. We were, we were speculating previously that because it is not uh, Godzilla's name does not appear in the title, that it was going to be Godzilla adjacent because Legendary is doing more Godzilla stuff in the movies. So it's kind of like splitting the detracting from the one thing to do the other. 
and apparently they're gonna give it a shot. They're gonna try and actually do Godzilla in this series as well as Godzilla in the legendary movies. And I believe the two are going to intermingle a little bit at, as well. So pretty freaking awesome. Go check it out if you're a Godzilla fan and who isn't. Uh, from there, we also have the new American Horror Story Delicate uh, trailer. Oh Lord. Um, yeah, this is a thing September 20th. So we are not that far out. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I just, I just, I really don't know how I feel about this. There is a little bit of decent setup going on in this trailer. So maybe there will be a decent season to come out of this Kim Kardashian-ness, but like, how is it that this trailer is like a minute and a half long and Kim Kardashian is on screen for maybe 15 seconds. And I already do not believe in, for an instant that she's even halfway decent actor. Like this is, oh, it's just so bad. Um, I mean, the rest of the cast seems to be doing fine, but like, there's just that Kim Kardashian cannonball bringing everything down in the middle, right? So, yeah, all right, that's what we got there. Let's move over to uh, Gen V, the new Red Band trailer there. We got, uh, this is absolutely gonna be another banger. Uh, I just, I, this is another one that like, I feel like Amazon was doing some things that were experimenting with stuff and some of their experiments were fantastic. See Night Sky, see Peripheral. Uh, those were great shows that got prematurely canceled. Um, thankfully, The Boys is not one of those. It is a great show, but it did not prematurely get canceled so much so that this is a spinoff from The Boys that is just going to be at least as big as The Boys was, I think. It, even with slightly smaller, slightly smaller, much smaller names attached to it as far as the actors involved, uh, this is I, the, just the way that they are telling these stories, the way that they're letting the showrunners and the producers and stuff tell this story and they're not really mingling, it, it, like limiting them, restricting them, just is going to make for a fantastic universe that they're building. Gen V is going to be the first strike out into that broader universe. So I'm definitely here for it. I think this is going to be great. Go check the trailer, see if I'm wrong. Uh, from there, we have Gabriel and the Guardians. All right. So the uh, Angel Productions that gave us, was one of the production studios involved with the Sound of Freedom movie that was such a huge hit last, uh, this past summer. Uh, they are now branching out a little bit into other forms of media. Uh, and this is an anime that is from this same production studio. Again, that brought us Sounds of Freedom. So that kind of gives you an idea of where they're coming from. Uh, it's, it's, it's an anime, an anime style, I guess I should say, because it doesn't come from Japan. So anime style, uh, it's, it's anime style series that is going to be, uh, based on old Testament scripture. So it's based on, which means they're going to take some creative liberties, obviously. And if you watch the trailer, that's absolutely evident, but it looks like it's going to be solidly produced. Uh, for anybody who's grown up in any sort of religious community, you'll know that there's always plenty of religious programming, plenty of, of things that are approved by the church or whatever. Uh, and they're always bad. <laughs> they're always, 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 always just super corny, poorly acted, poorly written, very poorly produced. Uh, but it is, it is the message because the message is what's important, right? 
this this anime seems to take that idea and yes the message is absolutely important but the packaging that the message comes in equally as important it would seem so yeah i'm very intrigued by this uh no release or no announcement yet as to where it is going to be released through if they're going to do it through their own website perhaps or if they're going to strike a deal with one of the streamers uh i really hope that it's not just exclusively through like a religious streamer because that's going to severely uh, limit the people that can and will see this so yeah interesting situation try and keep my tabs on it as much as possible that's all we got for the tv section aside from tv suggestions this week ahsoka uh, as i'm recording this i think uh, episode five has been released but i have yet to watch it episode four though definitely makes all of that uh, shuffling with dragging of feet uh for the first three episodes freaking worth it <laughs> oh man this could very much be the greatest tv show that disney uh, uh disney lucasfilm has released uh very well could be the greatest star wars thing that disney lucasfilm has released i don't know that's that's kind of saying a lot because mando was great for season one and pretty good for season two so let's 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 kind of wait until the season ends but absolutely if you're not watching ahsoka you must go watch ahsoka get your hands on it however you want you don't have to give disney your money but try and watch it maybe through alternative means <laughs> either way that's that is your suggestion for tv this week and then movies is somehow borderline a full freaking section this week we have update on the crow we have new trailers to talk about specifically a thanksgiving themed horror movie from eli roth that's right and then a community issue over in regular ass news around the marvels we'll talk about that ever so briefly so uh, let's start with follow-ups and corrections. We have two follow-ups this week. Two follow-ups based on movies that uh, honestly have kind of been in some sort of development hell for some time. First up is Hellboy the Crooked Man. Uh, so we have a new distributor of confirmed for this movie called Ketchup Entertainment. I'm very much unfamiliar with who these guys are. So, and, and largely most people are, I think, which is leading people to speculate that this is going to get a very limited theatrical release and then is going to go straight to a streamer, which considering the last outing for this franchise is sadly appropriate, even though I really dig the Hellboy movies, generally speaking, and Hellboy comic books, absolutely. So yeah, we got, there is distributor attached to it, but that's all the update we have so far. So uh, let's move over to the other one, which is The Crow. Uh, Bill Skarsgård starring and The Crow, it's somewhere in development still, but we now have official confirmation that Lionsgate has purchased the rights to this movie which means it will get a proper theatrical release very likely i guess uh and also it will be going to uh one of the major streamers it's not going to go to like shutter or anything along those lines it is going to be probably on uh who does lionsgate distribute through uh the, usually i think it's netflix i'm pretty sure 
So yeah, we're going to see The Crow with Bill Skarsgård happen, uh, assuming the writer strike doesn't completely uh, throw too many monkey wrenches in the works and it just kind of dies in that development hell. So that's what we got for follow-ups and corrections. Let's talk now trailers. We got a teaser trailer for Aquaman 2. This is, this is kind of the most egregious example of this situation, I think, that we've seen in some time. So teaser trailers, generally speaking, are like like, you know, 15 to 30 seconds, and they don't really reveal a whole lot, but they do reveal when the proper two and a half minute trailer is going to be released. Generally within like two or three days, I think is the most egregious ver uh, version of this that we've seen up to this point. And now it's getting just a little bit further out. Uh, this time around, we're waiting four days. So almost a week from the teaser trailer to the proper trailer, Ugh, like, I just, it just seems so dirty and like, oh, why, 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 why not just release the teaser trailer and be like, hey, tomorrow during this big event, we're going to be releasing the proper trailer because that's usually what the teaser trailers are used for, but whatever. Aquaman 2 teaser trailer, some, some footage from the movie, a little bit, uh, largely just a line from uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II uh, talking about burning everything that Arthur, uh, Kerr, Ar Arthur Kerr? Yeah, <laughs> brain fart. Uh, burning everything that uh, Aquaman wants, uh, knows and loves and blah, 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 and just interesting. Uh, there's been some rumors around this that uh, uh, there's going to be some issues between who is the antagonist and who is the sidekick in this. We're not going to talk about it in this week's rumor mill because I want to try and find confirmation from somebody else. But either way, Aquaman 2, go check out the, the teaser trailer and you got a couple days yet before the proper trailer launches. Uh, from there, let's talk about this other new trailer or the next new trailer. I guess we've got a few more. The next new trailer is a movie called Thanksgiving, which is a horror movie from Eli Roth. So uh, sure. Uh, I'm always down for a new th a holiday themed movie, specifically one that is not Halloween or Christmas. Um, so yeah, new Thanksgiving movie in general is a, is a welcome and, and Eli Roth. So it's going to have a little bit of a budget. So it's not going to be like Thanksgiving or, uh, God, there's, there's a couple other ones that are coming to mind. I can't think of their names though, that are just terrible <laughs> as far as horror movies go. Uh, the, the brief description of the movie is as follows. After a Black Friday riot ends in tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving-inspired killer terrorizes Plymouth, Massachusetts, the birthplace of the infamous holiday. Uh, like I said, directed by Eli Roth, written by Eli Roth and uh, Jeff Rendell. I don't know what else Jeff has done. Produced, blah, blah, blah. Um, cast is going to feature Patrick Dempsey, Addison Ray, Milo Mannheim, Jalen Thomas Brooks, Neil Ver, uh, Verlach, uh, and Rick Hoffman, and Gina Gershon. <laughs> so some like bigger names in there, some little washed up names, and some new names. So that sounds like a little promising. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I, I couldn't find a release date specifically for it yet. I do know that it is going to be in theaters. Actually, no, I think the release date is at the end of the trailer. I just didn't write it down. So go check the trailer and you'll see when the movie is going to be released. Uh, yeah, pretty freaking interesting. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> from there, we got a new trailer from Netflix. They recently acquired the rights to the Spy Kids movies. Recently, it was, I think, like two or three years ago. Uh, Spy Kids movies. 
So they're releasing a new Spy Kids movie called Spy Kids Armageddon. Uh, Net Netflix's first stab at the franchise is going to be directed by uh, Robert Rod Rodriguez, like the previous installments of the movie series uh, have been. Going to feature Zachary Levi, because sure. Uh, release on Netflix is September 22nd, and this very much seems like kind of an amalgamation of the first three movies. Like, they're taking key elements of the plots of the first three movies and making a new movie based on those key elements. You've got the part of it where it takes place in a video game, part of it where the kids become spies, uh, and then uh, I forget what the second movie was, but it's basically like the key elements of those major plot points uh, are, are this movie. That is what this movie is. So... Yeah, not boating super well for Netflix. Uh, then we have one final trailer just launched uh, this morning as I'm filming. Uh, Pet Cemetery is getting a prequel. I believe we've talked about this previously. We got the trailer for it. I, I don't know how I feel about this trailer, honestly. Literally just watched it before turning the camera on, so... Uh, go watch it. Let me know what you think. Uh, it feels... It feels... doesn't feel quite cash-grabby. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say it feels like a cash grab, but it feels mildly disingenuous, if I can say that. Um, I don't know. It, it also looks like there's a strong possibility it could be good. So that's what I mean by I don't really know how I feel about the trailer. Uh, release date we do now know is October 6th for the Pet Cemetery prequel. So go check that out. Uh, and then let's jump over to regular ass news and let's talk about this situation uh, surrounding the Marvels and specifically the standees that are that we're dealing with for the uh, standees. Uh, so I don't know. Let's 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 try and do this. Um, so the big cardboard cutout things that live in movie theaters and you, when we're talking about video games they get them in gaming stores and stuff like that too those are called standees uh the artwork that is on the the new marvel's standee is <laughs> iffy let's just let's just say that i guess uh so if you look uh, and and the images that i could find are not the greatest but you can still kind of see what the community is taking issue with. Uh, the Photoshop job on, on Brie Larson's face is almost like they took like a couple of different pictures of her and tried to mash them together as one, which is a strange choice uh, because I think one of the comments said it looks like somebody tried to Photoshop Vin Diesel into Brie Larson, <laughs> which strangely accurate. Uh, and then also, if you look at Amon Vellani, her Miss Marvel, uh, it's, it's like they didn't have a shot that, that action pose shot without the mask. They didn't think to just take a backup shot just in case they wanted one without the mask. So they edited the mask out and Lord knows that's always gone over well previously in, in cinema history, right? Like when, when Henry Cavill had a mustache that he couldn't shave off, that went over super well too, right? Oh man. Um, just this uh, this is leading the community to to point fingers and say see see they know it's going to be garbage so they're not even going to take the extra time it would require to put Amon Vellani back in that suit to take a picture of her without the mask <laughs> or Brie Larson to even have her pose for the picture to begin with because apparently that's not how that works uh I it 
I don't know that that's necessarily the case because if you remember the first Mar uh, Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel movie, I guess I should say, uh, did cross the billion dollar threshold. So it doesn't make sense that they would be being so sloppy with this. Um, I, I, there's, there's a lot of speculation that could be had, but we do, the hard facts that we have is that Disney wants to make money. Uh, the last time this, this main character, Captain Marvel was in a movie, it made them money, a lot of money. We also have Monica Rambeau in this movie. And the last thing that she was a part of was one of the things that the community really, really attached to and enjoyed, uh, specifically talking about WandaVision. Cause I can't remember if she was in anything else since then, but, uh, either way she was part of WandaVision and that was a big thing in the community. People really dug that show for the most part. Uh, but then the only wild card here would be Amon Vellani's uh, Miss Marvel. So like, it seems like they have key elements here that could equal to something that makes them money. So why would they be being so sloppy with this? It just doesn't make sense. I don't know. I'm going to pass that one off to you. I know. I think I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to say in the comment section, but let me know what you think in the comment section uh, from there. Uh, that's all we have as far as uh, regular news and such goes. So let's talk about suggestions this week for movies. We're going to go with another classic Marvel movie. This one is Fox Marvel and not quite as classic as last week's uh, Iron Man suggestion. We're talking about Logan from Fox when the, one of the final movies that Fox released while they still had the mutants rights. Uh, this is, this is just well done. It's obviously not as good as it could have been. There are a number of issues. And if you want to really pick it apart, then by all means, don't have fun with yourself. But, uh, for those of us that really just enjoy a decent comic book movie, and this one's far more than just decent even. Logan is absolutely a quality, quality movie. And anyone who tries to tell you otherwise is trying to push a narrative that you shouldn't buy into. So go check out Logan. That is your movie suggestion this week. Rumor mill this week, we have a refutation to get out of the way has to do with uh, Robin rumor that we've talked about previously, as well as a couple of things having to do with the Avengers Secret Wars stuff has come out. And we have the big one, which is we might know who is going to be Wolverine moving forward with the MCU. So let's talk about rumors, shall we? In confirmations, refutations, we do have one refutation. This is an interesting one. Uh, so let's just let's go at it from the front and move our way through it. So Timothy Chalamet has previously been rumored to be potentially playing Dick Grayson Robin in the Batman 2 uh, movie from Matt Reeves starring Robert Pattinson, so on and so forth. Uh, that has come uh, that has been confirmed as not a thing has been refuted. The, that rumor is squashed. So the interesting thing about this is last week when we talked about the fact that, or I think it was, might've actually been two weeks ago now that we talked about it. Um, the rumor, we didn't specifically call out Timothy Chalamet because the rumor that we were talking about at that point was just that Robin was going to be in it. Uh, since then that rumor evolved into specifically Timothy Chalamet. And then it had to, the producers had to come out and be like, no, 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 no. Timothy Chalamet is not going to be our Robin. Uh, and I, one of the, one of the producers said that, 
uh, something along the lines, I'm going to be paraphrasing this, but something along the lines of uh, Timothy Chalamet would not be playing second fiddle to anyone. Uh, so why would we put him in as Robin? Which is to say that he would be teaching Robert Pattinson how to be a better actor just because that's Timothy Chalamet. Uh, so why would they use their secondary character to out secondary character to outshine their primary character? So yeah, Timothy Chalamet not going to be Robin. That's our reputation. Let's move on. Uh, from there, we don't have any new sources for old rumors, but we do have some new rumors to talk about. So our first regular rumor is Deadpool 3. And this Deadpool 3 rumor has Liev Schreiber coming back as Saber Sabertooth. <laughs> I, I say it like that because I refuse to acknowledge that that was Sabretooth that they had in the X-Men Wolverine Origins, whatever, uh, because that was not Sabretooth. Um, so yeah, Liev Schreiber returning as Sabretooth is the rumor. The rumor does continue on to say that it is not going to be a major role. It is going to be more than a cameo, but not by a lot. So just above cameo status for Liev Schreiber returning as Sabretooth. Because of the minimizing language at the end of this rumor that says it's not going to be anything more than a glorified cameo, just slightly more than a cameo, that's why we're going to give this rumor roughly... 85% likely that it is going to see the light of day. Just because of the nature of the movie as we know it so far, seems likely that they would bring back Liev Schreiber, even just for a few minutes of screen time uh, as the character that he played in Wolverine. I'm again, not gonna acknowledge that as Sabretooth. <laughs> so that's the rumor. From there, let's move into Avengers Secret Wars rumors. First Avengers Secret Wars rumor is that Sam Raimi is the most likely candidate to direct the movie. Sure, I why not? Uh, Sam Raimi has done pretty good things for them previously. Why would they not do it again? We're going to put that one about 70% likely that Sam Raimi is going to be the director for the uh, Secret Wars movie. And then we also have Secret Wars, a uh, couple of plotty movie uh, leak things rumored to have come out. Those being that the TVA is going to be recruiting heroes from collapsing realities in order to fight Kang uh, in a quote-unquote New Earth slash battle world. The plot of the Deadpool 3 movie as well as Loki Season 2 are going to factor into this directly. At least that's what the rumor says. What we know of the Avengers Secret Wars movie and the Kang Dynasty movie, uh, what we do know has been confirmed without a shadow of a doubt is many things that kind of lend themselves to this. Uh, so we're going to give this rumor a 70% likelihood as well uh, with the TVA and Deadpool 3 and Loki Season 2 all leading into this. Yeah, that makes that makes pretty decent sense. Speaking of Loki Season 2, we have a, another plot rumor that has to do with this season, and it is that Loki will be the leader of the TVA by the end of Season 2. Uh, this one's a little less confident. So uh, the reason I say that is because like, 
uh, Tom Hiddleston's contract, he's very likely not going to be sticking around very long. So to put him in such a major role doesn't make sense. As well as if it is going to factor into the next two big Avengers movies, then again, I feel like that doesn't bode well for having Tom Hiddleston in that role because he's probably on his way out from that role. So uh, we're going to put this one a bit lower. going to go 65% likely that we will see Tom Hiddleston's low become the leader, as it were, of the TVA by the end of season two. Uh, and then our final rumor, Wolverine. All right, so this one, this one's not actually very likely. The rumor is that Wolverine, the, the actor that they have chosen to go forward in the MCU, Feige says this is the guy, according to rumor, is Hugh Jackman. Really? Uh, we know this. It, there are many reasons, I guess, to not believe this rumor. There is a little bit, there is a little thread of possibility here, but by and large, Hugh Jackman, they had to kind of beg, plead, and steal to get him to come back to this role to begin with. So we're going to say 40% likely for this, and I think that's pretty freaking generous because Hugh Jackman has very vocally been done with the character of Wolverine for some time. Coming back to this was the one stipulation that he gave he would come back for a movie or an event, right? So again, 40% likely Hugh Jackman will be the guy moving forward with the MCU. And that's what we got, nerds. That's, that is the end of the rumor mill. Also the end of the episode. So what did I miss? What should we talk about in the next one? Let me know in the comments down low. If though you want to go deeper into the nerd news, you're going to have to click or tap the box that shows up uh, on the side of my face. Don't forget to subscribe, do all the things. Um, if you're falling behind in your nerd news and you want to catch up, that is the best way to do it. Go watch older shows so that you can catch all of the references and see all of the things that we've been talking about for some time. Uh, and, and stay tuned because there's only going to be more news coming up. So... All that being said, I love your faces, nerds. Thank you very much for joining me. We will see you in the next one. Before we go, always, always remember that if it's generally nerdy, it's probably here. <laughs>